chapter number 5. We'll be in verses 14 through 16. But it's being this. As we're thinking of the light of the world, which is Jesus, then that means that people that know Jesus as their Savior should be lights as well. Even Jesus told his disciples that ye are the light of the world. And so in Matthew chapter number, number 5, and verses 14 through 16, Jesus here in context has taken his disciples up into a mountain. And as they've gotten to the top of the mountain, Jesus sits down as with his disciples and begins to teach them. And of course, a multitude was following as well, but really sitting there teaching his, his disciples many things. Uh, many things concerning, concerning life, uh, many things concerning eternity, but he's teaching them a lot in this moment. But this teaching on the mountain in this text here is commonly referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. But it's towards the beginning of this passage of Scripture and towards the beginning of the teaching of the Lord Jesus here when Jesus looks at his disciples and gives them a wonderful truth that would be um, challenging all at the same time. And he tells them this. Look at it with me. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 14 when Jesus says this. Ye are the lights of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Jesus told his disciples, he said, look, you are the light of the world. And from this portion of scripture, I see two things quickly as Jesus is uh, commanding and telling his disciples, which includes you and I, if you know Jesus as Savior, that we are the light of the world. There's two things I want to see quickly, all right? Number one is this. As Jesus says, you are the light of the world, I see that this is an expectation, all right? Uh, Jesus expects his own, those that claim Christ as Savior, he expects them to be a light. Look again at verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. He said ye are. He did not say, listen, he did not say one day you might be a light of the world. He did not say hopefully one day you'll be a light. He did not say you'll be a light only on Sundays, okay? He didn't say that. He didn't even say pray about being a light. No, he looked at his disciples and he said you are. The light of the world. Listen, Jesus expects us, his children, those that claim him as Savior, the believers, the church, he expects us to be a light in this world. It's an expectation that he has. The Bible says in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. In Mark chapter 16, 15, he said, And go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 through 5, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ 
who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. He expects us to be the light. Now, when you think of candle light, meaning the actual light from a candle, what does the, that candle light do? There are several things it can do. Uh, that light, as somebody mentioned just a minute ago, is uh, fire, all right? And from fire, it can give off a little bit of heat. But from that candle, that will quite be literal little bit of, of heat. I doubt any of us will get any warmth from that candle light before it burns all the way down to the bottom, you know. It can give off a little heat, candlelight that is. Uh, candles can be, and even candlelight can be a little bit uh, part of decoration. Uh, we have some candles up here on the front. They're not lit, but uh, I think they're about, I don't know, 20 years old or something probably for decoration purposes only, okay? And if I light those, I'll probably get in trouble, so I ain't going to do that. But it can be for decoration. But the primary purpose behind candle light, the primary purpose and greatest purpose is simply to do this, to give off, to give off light. Now, I would think we'd all agree this evening that light is very important. Anybody here thankful for light? Anybody here thankful for electricity? We have lights on in the building. All right. I'm thankful for it too. I'm thankful for every bit of, of that. But when it comes to when you're in a room like this and everything's pretty, pretty, pretty bright, all the lights are on, everything's pretty bright, and you begin to light, light a candle, okay, which we'll do here in a moment for those that have them. If you were to light that candle right now, that candle light will not be very bright at all. Why? Well, it's already bright in here. Though it's lit and it's on. But it wouldn't be very, very bright. It would seem that this candle would actually be seemingly uh, insignificant, really. But when you cut off all the lights, which we'll do here shortly, and you, and you light one candle, Every eye in this room will be zeroed in on that one little tiny light because it demands, almost demands your attention. Because it gives off a bright light. Though it's, it seems right now you light it be very insignificant when it's dark, it's very, very significant. What I'm saying is this. You and I, we live in a dark world. And the Bible tells us that it's only going to get darker and darker. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Our world is dark and will only get darker. But I'm reminded of a wonderful truth for the child of God. Listen, the darker the night, the brighter the light, no matter how small it may be. And you and I are candle light, okay? We are to be light in this world with our witness of telling others of Jesus, with our, with our lives and our living, with our faithfulness to God. Even as Jesus said here in verse number 16, with our good works, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. No, he's not talking about good works in order to get to heaven. It's not what he's talking about, but... After you're saved, no, Jesus as Savior, you'll want to live for Him. You'll have that desire. And those works of serving Jesus will be a bright light for others because they will see them. They will see your, your light. So listen, people will see it. And it doesn't matter if people respond to the light or not or like it or not. We just, we must be 
simple, faithful people to keep our light shining bright for Jesus in this dark world. Why? It's an expectation. Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. Number two, not only when he was talking about this, you're a light of the world, not only was he had an expectation, but he's also doing this, uh, pointing them to let their light shine because of this reason, because of eternity. Again, look at verse number 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I believe it is here that Jesus is trying to get these disciples as well as the multitude that surrounded uh, these individuals, the disciples and Jesus on the mountain this, at this time. But he's trying to get these individuals to shift their attention, to shift their focus from the things of the earth uh, like the, the troubles, the mournings, the persecutions being reviled and, and so forth and so, so forth that's found in verses 3 through 12. He was talking about that. But now he shifts their focus from those things earthly things to eternity. He is, he is trying to get them to focus upon, upon heaven. Now, have you ever heard the phrase, that person there is so heavenly minded he is of no earthly good? You ever heard that before? I've heard it several times before. And uh, I used to give that phrase a little semi-head nod of, yeah, that makes sense. But now... As I think about that phrase and what they're trying to say, really, it's, it's, it's not true. It's just simply not true because, listen, if you're, you're heavenly focused, if you're thinking about the Lord, your mind is fixed upon Jesus, then you're going to be loving him, loving the things that Jesus loves, doing the things that he wants us to do. We will be obeying our Savior. And to be heavenly minded will be a great thing. Why? Because you'll be doing earth a lot of good by telling them, being a light for them. So I don't believe the phrase, he's of heavenly mind, so heavenly minded, he's no earthly good. I don't think it holds a lot of water anymore because, listen, if we are heavenly minded, then we're doing earth a lot of good for Jesus' sake, that is. Letting your light shine. Yet, sadly, I believe it could be for many that the opposite is actually more true Meaning being so earthly minded, we are not doing heaven any, any good. Because listen, some believers, we have our minds, our thoughts, our worries, everything so fixed, fixated on this world and not on heaven. Our minds so fixated too many times on what this world gives instead of, what, instead of, of, of the Lord. But what I'm trying to get us to be reminded of this evening as we think of this candlelight service and as we think of being being a light in this world is get our minds fixed and focused upon eternity why because it's coming eternity is coming one day we will all spend eternity somewhere either in heaven or in hell now i know you're not supposed to mention uh, uh eternity as far as in hell at a candlelight service but listen it's true one way or another, we're, spending, we're going to spend eternity somewhere. And only those that know Jesus as Savior will be, will be in heaven. But listen, this evening, as you think of the candlelight service, we need to be light for Jesus. To let our light so shine before men. They may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We should be a light in this world. Now listen, 
Many of you are going to have opportunities in the coming days around this holiday season to do just that, to be a light, to be a light for your friends, be a light for your family, to, again, point them to the Lord Jesus. And, and I encourage you to do that, to let your light so shine and tell them. How do you do that? How do you let your light shine, Pastor? Well, tell them. Simply tell them how you got saved. Tell them how you got some encouragement recently from the Bible. Uh, tell them what God's doing in your life. Tell them what you learned from a message recently, either from this pulpit or from Sunday school or something, what God is teaching you. I mean, use the Christmas play this past Sunday of what your kids or grandkids did and how well they did. Use that as a vehicle into a, into a gospel witness. You can do that. Let your light so shine because you just never know. You just never know how it's going to impact someone around you. We need to let our lights shine. Why? Well, Jesus expects it. He expects our lights to shine. And because eternity, eternity is but a breath away. You just never know. And that friend or loved one will take their last. So let your light shine so others can see it, so others can turn to the Lord, but you must let it, let it 